0: the bell. I'm Zach Borman. Back here after about a month's hiatus. Sorry, folks, it's been a busy time for me and my family, but uh, we're getting back into it and ready to go for uh, the end of the year here. We're back here today with Sue Darden, our West Data Education Board Observer, official observer of the trustee meetings. And uh, there was a meeting again last night on April 11th. How are you today, Sue? Good, Zach. Let's just go ahead and dive into it here. I'm I'm flying blind today, Sue. I did not even get to watch the meeting or anything. So you're going to have to hold my hand through this one. Um so where do we start off? I guess we have a a new a whole new personality to get to and we can finally really get to know a little bit today, huh?
1: Right. Um after a couple of special board meetings, they selected a new trustee for Zone 2 replacing Amy Johnson who resigned. And his name is Lucas, if I'm saying this right, Baclion. Um, and he is a recently, in the last couple of years, moved back to Idaho, or moved to Idaho, um, spent some time in Taiwan as both a teacher and an administrator over there. But he'd also been in Utah and some other places.
0: Wow. That's a Interesting perspective. I'm sure that uh, the way that they do things in Taiwan is probably a little bit different than here. But uh what do we kind of like get a sense? Is he well spoken? What is he what what's your reading on him at this point?
1: Well, when he was nominated, they described him as humble. Um I didn't think he was that well spoken during his interview, but um he did keep talk, you know, keep making the points of um you know, uh, being a listener and, um, making sure he um, was hearing what the, his patrons had to say. Um, and so, and he did mention that he had worked in, uh, low-income schools, private schools. So he does have a different perspective, I think, on education or the fact that he has been involved in schools is something the other trustees have not. So, it will be interesting, really hard to get a read on, on where he stands exactly.
0: So they swore him in and they went through the, the oath of office or the, the ethics and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: Right. And he introduced and... his family. He has a daughter who's at second grade at Christine Donnell, a son who's a freshman at, um, at, okay. Forgetting the name, um, the high school South of the interstate. Mountain View. View. And then a daughter who's a junior at Renaissance. So, um, he does have three kids in the district at three different schools. Um, you know, so I think that's a positive that as he's really representing parents. And so I think that they were pleased to see that.
0: Uh, and then we dove straight into the superintendent's update.
1: Right. And so he's been busy like always, um, he did meet with the association, said that was really positive and, um, had a chance to talk about some of the challenges and, and opportunities ahead. Um, then they have been getting a lot of pushback from their decision to go with full day kindergarten next year. Um, some parents of course are very excited about that, but, um, other parents have had concerns that a half day it or a full day is too much for their, um, five-year-olds and so they, with the pushback, they are doing a survey of incoming parents to determine uh, the needs and to see if they might have to offer some half-day opportunities and some full-day opportunities. But it's like balancing those; they can't have a class of like thirteen kids and then a class of like twenty-two. You know, so they need to make sure it's all balanced and and where the the need is.
0: Yeah. He he had mentioned in the in the meeting I was in the meeting with him on uh, last Monday, and he had said that that it would be optional, basically that certain parents might not want to, and they didn't have to, kind of thing. Which, um, you know, having had a kindergartner recently, my daughter's in first grade this year, so last year uh, I don't know why one would, would not want, I mean, that half day kindergarten is such an inconvenience really getting, you know, just they're only really gone for about three hours. And I don't know. I mean, I feel like my daughter could have done it and stuff like that. But again, my kids are not everyone else's kids. I don't know how other people feel about it. But I know that the logistics of having a child in school are a lot easier if they're in there a full day. <laughs>
1: Right. And I was just very fortunate Uh, we were in different states when my sons were in kindergarten, but they both participated in full day kindergarten. And I think it was the best thing for them. One of the problems is the standards that we're supposed to meet are set for for people who are there full day. And if you're only doing half day, that really puts a lot of pressure on the teachers to try to get the standards across where in full day, you can have that structured play, lots of center time and um, you know, all those other things that, that really can make it, I think uh, a better experience, but parents have to decide what they think is best for their kids. And um, I think the district is trying to um, you know, keep options open to try to please as many of those parents as they can.
0: Did Bub talk at all? Because I know that he he had kind of expressed to us that one of the big concerns there was I think they were in need of and I, I could be misquoting on this. This is what my memory, this is what I recall. But like some like thirty five additional kindergarten teachers. Uh,
1: he didn't mention that at all. Yeah. And like at my school, we're going to need a portable because yeah. we have no room for to Not, add yeah, space additional... and space right.
0: and teachers.
1: Uh, but so, and they have to make adjustments. A lot of schools they have to have people moving around to try to to accommodate that. Um, so it would be nice if they would make a decision soon, so that they can get all that the planning that they need done for next year.
0: Okay. Well, just as a note, I don't think we're going to do a, a whole episode on on the meeting that we had with Bub, but. Um, Really, I think it was it was a really great first step, and we're trying to kind of repair relations. I understand that the in previous years of union relations with the district that uh, it's been real combative, and that they haven't been meeting regularly or anything with the exec board in particular. I mean, the the president has met with the the superintendent for a number of years and stuff, but um, trying to make it a regular interaction that uh, the whole board meets with bub and gets questions answered and makes plans and stuff because we have a lot of challenges coming up here and right whereas you know i think from the union's perspective we always need to be on the side of the teachers as much as possible whereas the district has you know other obligations and other parties that they're interested in the teachers the union is here for teachers first and foremost but um, that we, for all of our benefit, and especially for the benefit of the students, we have to be working together with the district. Um, did you see this this uh, article by KTVB that says uh, West Data School District outlines the need for eight additional schools?
1: Right, that came in the next about decade. right after they met with the city council um, because they got together with them and looked at like the the future planning, and so that. After that meeting is when they, they were saying they were explaining to city council about the new schools because the city council keeps approving um, all these new developments.
0: Okay. Anything else interesting come out of a Bub's update?
1: Um, he had had a student council summit, he had some acronym for it, um, where student councils from all the high schools came and um, had some, a one day training said it was really positive, And that one of the things that came out of it is that the student councils want to unite and do an all district service project next year. So it's great to see kids getting involved. It'll be interesting to see uh, what they come up with and how um, that's executed. And, um, on April 25th, when we have teacher in service, um, they are having a college and career fair at Rocky and buses are being provided at all the local high schools to bus kids over there from nine to three, they're going to have, of course, colleges represented, but other career opportunities for students who may want to, um, start a career right out of high school. And so, um, I think that's great that they're taking advantage of that time to, um, To promote that for the students. And then they announced a new principal for Paramount Elementary, uh, Brooke Roy. (laughs) No. I understand works at your school. She's your assistant principal and has been a teacher at Rocky. And so she um, will be going to Paramount um, next year.
0: Yeah, we'll miss her. She's awesome and funny and just really good at her job. So well-deserved. And uh, we wish her the best of luck.
1: And that was it for the spotlight, or for the um, Dr. Bubb's um, report. So then it was on to the district spotlight, What was which was music in our schools. Oh, cool. And so Kara Hinkson started that off. She's a coordinator for Gifted and Talented World Languages and Fine Arts. And um, then she had a video from uh, Sherry Robinson at Sawtooth, uh, then Jenny DeWitt from Lil Scott um, did a presentation and followed by Seth McMullen, who is guitar and choir teacher at Eagle High School. And the basic thing that they all said, um, I paraphrased, is music is good for the whole student and it translates to academic success. And they had a lot of uh, stats and talked about the soft skills and the discipline required and how all of that um, helps the student to be successful in whatever else they pursue.
0: Well, we've got a couple of music teachers on the exec board and, and just being friends with a number of music teachers. Was this all kind of, did they put a, a shine on on the whole thing or did they express needs of the music music program at all? Because I know that uh, particularly when it comes to like stipends and hours worked and, and that kind of thing, that uh, music programs are, are generally underfunded and and that kind of thing so was it just kind of like hey look how amazing we are or was it like hey look how amazing we are and also here's our need
1: no i think they were we're making sure that the board understood there was a real need for music education um but and and how important it was um to um to the students but no it was not a push for funding or anything but just like we offer an awful lot so that if anything ever did come up that the board would be saying "Well, wow, music does so much for kids so um it was just like this these are all the the things that we provide for students yeah
0: okay well i hope that they do get a time i know that you know through the through the union and stuff we are pushing for some changes in, in that regard but uh would i would Hope that when we're doing these spotlights, that rather than just make everything look real polished and nice, that, you know, the people doing these presentations also express, you know, while the, here are the great things going, it's important that we be transparent about, you know, what's what's coming up short or what we need or the things missing in our programs or whatnot.
1: I'm sorry, Zach. They always seem to be like cheerleading sessions. Yeah like rah rah we're doing this exciting thing and not i'm not um uh, be meaning the music at all i think it is a, an awesome thing i participated my one son was very active and banned all through high school but um when it, they have the spotlights it's more like saying hey this is a great thing we're doing and they're not talking about um where they want to go from there or what they need so
0: I don't know. there's a need for both i think but uh you know, if the board members really want to have an accurate picture, I don't know. Maybe we ought to try to convince presenters to share a little more transparently. Okay. Well, so we then went to uh, patron input, yeah? And We actually had a few people talk this time.
1: Right. For the first time since I started it, um, uh, a mother spoke. I don't know. I tried to pronounce her last name as phonetic or spell it as phonetically as I could, Jennifer Froer. So, um, and she has um, kids at Pioneer, two that are there and two at home. And she was really speaking about the half day kindergarten, but they told her she couldn't. So she tried to tie it in music saying that if her kids went half day, they wouldn't get music um, because it'd only be offered in the afternoon when she would have pulled her kid out. And so it was a really weak tie in to the agenda, but she's just saying that her kids need half day. And so... Really, I think that she's you know there'll be more opportunity for her um input later because they did let her speak for two minutes, but it was really weak tie into the agenda and then our own Carmi Scheller, the vice president of w a e a um spoke to say that really quickly that her kids had gone on a field trip the first in a while, and that was exciting to see even in the rain, but then she spoke as vice president and said that. Uh, the, the association is looking forward to negotiating with the district and, um, being collaborative to, um, move our district forward.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I think these, these negotiations are going to be real crucial in terms of, you know, we're at a precipice of where some people could be retiring and whether or not they're pull, they'll pull the trigger on that and how we retain teachers. I, I think some level of bump in pay and and that kind of thing is going to be necessary here, um, to face all these challenges, but, uh, it is, um, it's important and coming soon. So, uh, anything else really here?
1: Um, not on the patron input. The next thing was on, uh, Christine Donnell school of the arts, uh, is you may know, it's the only K six school in the district and their numbers in sixth grade have been low. Um, especially, um, uh, more recently since, um, um, forgetting the name of the, the middle school, south of the, just of the interstate, um, victory since victory opened, And so, um, they had proposed because of the low numbers that they stop having sixth grade next year, but it's, it was after the lottery parents really, um, were upset because they didn't have other choices. It was too late for them to apply for other um, schools of choice. So they've decided to allow sixth grade for this school year, but um, they will be making it official at the next meeting that um, they will no longer offer sixth grade starting in the 2023 school year at Christine Donnell. It will become a K-5 school because they said they had 37 students this year in two grades compared to getting 36 in one classroom at other middle schools. And their numbers have been even lower in the past.
0: Okay. And then we went to negotiations.
1: Right. And um, Dave Roberts just said that in the past, um, we've had, because of state statute, uh, the union can have teachers sign authorization cards if they're non-members. And traditionally we've gotten about 74 to 75 um, percent of the teachers represented by either union membership or the authorization cards and in the past they've also done that on a two-year basis uh, they can offer either one or two years and um, the cards will be due by april 29th and so then um, the board went ahead and approved that without really any discussion that they would allow the same thing this year for we'll do the cards and that will work for this year and next year and then they approved the um Timeline with negotiations starting in May with the cards, um, being due April 29th and negotiations going in May.
0: Okay. Awesome. And technically, so we, we've gotten 74 to 75% of teachers are represented, but legally, all we really need is 50, 50% plus one or something. Yeah.
1: I- right. That's correct. But I know, um, I received only 10 cards at my school and, um, I, I was going for a hundred percent, everybody that I've asked. So I asked for more cards cause I want a hundred percent of my school to um, say they're willing to be represented. So yeah. um, hopefully somebody picked them up for me last night. I think for we those, could get higher. For those
0: than- that uh, may be listening that may be having those conversations with uh, other teachers in their schools. What's your, what do you say? How do you, how do you pitch it to, to a teacher that's not a member?
1: Um, well, I I don't do the hard sell, but it's just like, you know, um, with negotiations, since um, we are the negotiating body, if we can get um, the cards and, um, you know, if you have any questions and, you know, it just, it's a way to kind of open up conversations. And, and, uh, you know, I had one teacher and and she said, oh, uh, yeah, I was going to join. And, And, you know, I just, um, I never got around to it. And I said, well, if you want me to help you, you know, let's sit down some time. And so it kind of, you know, gets those conversations started. So it's not a hard push at all. But most people who don't pay their dues are still, they they do know that they benefit from negotiations because anything that we get goes to everybody. So um, like I said, I have never had anybody that did not want to sign the card.
0: Okay but there didn't seem to be any sort of hostility or anything from the, from the board at all on this issue at all.
1: Well, interestingly, Zach, um, except for trust for, uh, Chairman Kofelt, uh, there were no questions asked at all by the board. Um, they, I, it's interesting that with the campaign and the first meeting and they're all kind of jumping into stuff, I really feel like, right now we have you know the three new members of the board and i think they're just kind of overwhelmed with the responsibility it isn't just about saying whether kids should wear masks or not you have all this minutia you have to deal with in running a district of our size and um they just kind of sat up there it was it was the quietest board meeting i have ever been to like there were no questions <laughs> from the board they, they you know they made the motions to you know to approve the negotiations and that was kind of it some of them didn't speak except to um say i so well at this point
0: i I don't think that the mask thing is ever going to be an issue again um
1: no but that's what some of the board members ran on yeah and now i think that they realize the responsibility (laughs) that is on their shoulders and um so It was particularly with
0: all the challenges that the district is currently facing beyond that have nothing to do with health mandates or anything.
1: like that, Right. And you know, uh, I'm sure they've been inundated with kindergarten. Oh, uh, Trustee Azuna did make one comment and she thanked Marcus for um, pushing off a year on Christine Donnell because when Dr. Bubb had gone out and had a meeting with some of the parents, um, they were very upset and were contacting the board because it was happening after they had done the lottery and chosen them and all that stuff and they didn't have time they, you know, they couldn't get into a lottery for another school of choice. And, and so they're making some valid points. And so, um, the decision was just made too late. And so trust Zuna thank them for, um, you know, holding it off a year, uh, to take care of those parent comments. But now I'm sure they're getting all these things about the kin- the half day kindergarten when they're thinking, Oh, okay, that's great. We can extend this. We have the money. And now it's like meeting the needs of the parents. Because they, they campaigned, you know, to be the voice for parents. And they realized parents have lots of different voices. Yeah. And they're not going to be able to please everybody.
0: Yeah. Welcome to the gray area.
1: <laughs> right. Right. And, and it was like real cut and dried, mask or not mask. And there's all these other things that people have opinions on. And so <laughs> I think they're kind of thrown into the fire. All
0: right. So there's one more meeting this month. On the 25th. Right. And uh, we will catch up with you after that one, Sue. Thank you so much for your time today.
1: Okay, thank you, Zach. Have a good day.